This ain't one of them times you can slide by what you say that you're gonna do. Put your money up, run that face, I'm just showing proof. You know the vibes, huh? Ain't got no ways up in my guys. I clown in the day, gone in the mind, yana. I've been on fire lately. Train my spirit, mind and body daily. Victory is sweet, that's the science, baby. It's only right we represent from Tampa to Tally. We keep the pressure on these eyes, they call you lacking. Till you flapping on the canvas and bombing your weaving. Unleashing the fury on your face while the audience screaming. Hope they got great seats or the paper view. Let's get the breakdown from JDJQ. You know the vibes. Ding, ding. What is up, boxing world? This is Boxing Vibes TV, and we coming right back at you. Give me the best boxing analysis on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. All that shit, you, man. Let me go ahead and introduce the crew. We got, excuse me, the crew. We got the crew in the building. We got JD. Uh huh. Y'all already know it's eight one trade all day. And to keep it consistent, we got crew in the building. <laughs> we got Q in the building. What's going on, good people? Right, we got yours truly, Jay Box. The moderator is madness and screwing up already as soon as we start. So let's get right into it, man. JD, give us the pod quote of the day and don't uh, crew it up like me. All right, man. So we're going to get into the pod quote of the day. And this one is for the upcoming fight that I'm sure all of us will be watching on Saturday between uh, Jamel Herring and Shakur Stevenson. And this is in relation to uh, a lot of the media reports where they're talking about how they're cool and they've been friends, you know, and they got a little bit of history. You know what I mean? I think everybody kind of knows they've known each other before this fight got made. So this is a quote from uh, young Shakur. And he says, I mean, I don't know Jamel. I don't know too much about him. I respect <laughs> his team. I respect the, uh, I respect what his team's done for him. But I don't know Jamel. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he's an associate. So I don't know him. It ain't like we best friends. And that is Shakur <laughs> Stevenson talking about See me in the streets, remember, you don't know me. Hey, I, I say no I new friends. Me. Hey, she gonna say no new friends. Hey, you gotta Drake love boxing promotion. Drake style. You, 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 you gotta love the promotion of, of the sport of boxing. <laughs> they be in the same camp. This is the same Shakur Stevens that said, "I know his whole camp. He's probably on Wednesdays. He's in the pool. On Mondays, right. he's doing road right. work. Yeah, you gotta. Love I don't him, know. Man. I don't know him though. But I friends. get it. You gotta get in the fight mode, man. I I, I respect that. Um you got two friends or acquaintances that are that facing off just like november 20th we got porter and bud but before we get into all that man jd tell the people what to do uh-huh and you already know if you're down with the vibes hit the notification bell and subscribe Ding! all right guys without much further ado let's go ahead and get to it man so we had a upset alert upset alert mikey garcia upset I, big time i'm i'm just handing it off go ahead jd hey this was a upset uh that i don't think a lot of people saw coming uh without a doubt i think a lot of boxing observers of uh, fans uh including mikey garcia himself thought that this was just gonna be a tune-up fight you know he's been out of the ring for close to two years been pretty been, been pretty inactive because wasn't his last fight the, the Spence fight or did he fight somebody after Spence? No, I fought, think he beat uh, Jesse Vargas. I thought that's, that's, what, yeah, Jesse that, Vargas. that's right. That's February, right. So, February 2020. Right. So essentially he has Vargas and Spence 
as his last two fights in in a nice little stretch of time. I think even during the zone telecast, they were talking about how over the past five years, Mikey might be at only maybe like five or six opponents over the last four or five years span. So he hasn't really been the most active fighter. So naturally, I think Mikey thought this was going to, you know, get him back in the flow. And what do you know? He steps into the ring against an unknown Spaniard, you know, who gives him a boxing lesson and made him look like, you know, he really was just too slow. Regular. Yeah, he made him look real, extremely real regular degular. So, I mean, I can't lie. I was surprised by what I witnessed. I was surprised to even hear, because I ain't going to lie to y'all, this particular fight, because I thought, I personally thought Mikey was going to scrub him up and get the easy dub. So I didn't even watch the fight live. But when I saw the, the group text from Q saying Mike, Mikey lost, I was like, oh, no. I was like, oh, no. Let me go back and watch this the zone replay and shout out to the zone you know they got the the instant replay shout out to the instant replay of the zone you know we can't get that with espn plus and all the other channels but i went back and watched it and i can't lie man dude can straight up box i mean uh sander martin he he's he's absolutely a boxing specialist and i see him giving a lot of people issues at 140 so I mean, it was surprising to me, man. What an upset. And I'm not quite sure that if they do it again, that Mikey will beat him <laughs> because dude is so so good of a boxer. So, I mean, the good thing for us as fans is boxing is alive because now we have another random name that's a real live dog at 140. So it, it's another fighter for us to talk about and be excited to see in the ring. What you got on the queue? Yeah, man. I feel like, just like JD say, man, like if they did it again, because I really feel like this dude is a very bad style matchup. Mm-hmm. Mikey had fought southpaws, but he hadn't fought southpaws with the movement that this I haven't seen him fight a slick southpaw with the foot speed and the movement. Cause he couldn't, he couldn't get my man on the ropes too much. He got him on the ropes a little bit, but my man would just out with him and move around him. And I mean, he's very athletic. He was quick on his feet, and um, he outworked Mikey and like I say, you know, Mikey, Mikey is a is a is a very good boxer. He do everything pretty good, but I mean, he don't have a lot of special effects. You know what I'm saying? And, and my <laughs> man, he he exploited he exploited Mike Mikey's weakness weaknesses, and I just feel like Mikey the the inactivity played a role. Also, I looked at him like, damn, he look a little pudgy. You know, I feel like oh, oh I, 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 I wouldn't think he was in the best that. shape. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. And and my man just outworked him and outlanded him and. I mean, you got to the got to the spots better, and um, it, it wasn't. It's not even a rematch clause, you know what I'm saying? But this wasn't a title fight, and this is another thing. It was only a ten rounder, you know what I'm saying? Right. And Mikey ain't ain't the fastest starter. I mean, you know, he don't get out there and just jump on your head right off. And um, that could be, you know, he's not used to fighting non-title fights, you know. So all of those things could have played a part, but I, I it's, it's not a gimme, you know. I'm pretty sure they'll do a rematch because you know Mikey is a Mikey's a, a big name, and um, I don't see why the guy wouldn't fight Mikey again. And it'd be um, even bigger. It, the second one, would yeah, be second even one would be bigger. bigger. Everybody want to see, you know, yeah. everybody want to see you get your chance at redemption. Mm-hmm. But I think back to Eddie Hearns. I was I was watching um, Eddie Hearns talk before the fight a couple of days, and he was just saying that um, you know, if we are gonna give anybody a shot, we are gonna give one of, one of our guys a shot. We might have given one of our. And so I'm like, Ew. did Eddie Hearns know that this could have, you know, I don't know. Right. I don't, 
It could have been something like that, you know. You never know. <clears throat> I don't trust you. Don't trust nobody in this game. Boxing. He, is, he, what he, say, the he Wild Wild definitely West? didn't get a uh, a, a tune-up fighter. Boy, no, I mean, <laughs> not at all. Somebody didn't not do their all, homework. Man. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, exactly, exactly in the matchmaking process. It's definitely, it's definitely. Um, I mean, but I think it's good for boxing. My what oh, I was, yeah, what I was yeah. scared of the whole time, I was holding my breath to see what well, the judges gonna get it right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, that, right. Because see me when boxing is when when match when when the fights made and they sort of unpredictable on the outcome, not just what you see, what you you know what I'm saying. Not just I like I like the the. Uh, not know what's gonna happen, you know, and then right. I want to see the judges get it right, and, and you know everything, everything within this, you know, and I think Mike could come back and 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 you know, and, and do better at least, you know. But stylistically, I, I don't really know unless my man take the Andy Ruiz route, you know what I'm saying, and, <laughs> or, or the Buster right. Douglas route. But if he's if he's if he's hungry and he's steady, you know, he want to keep what he just got, you know, it'll be tough. It'll be tough. I don't know if Mikey even could could beat this guy a second time. If I'm not mistaken, the guy was normally a 147 pounder, so that's the, they met. They at, fought at 140, I think, right? No, nah, it was a catch weight. I think it was, a, ca- it was a catch weight at 144. One, so one of them was like 144. To, they were around 144. Yeah, the okay. catch weight was on 144. Mikey weighed in, I think, at 143. So it kind of speaks to maybe he was a little bit out of shape. You know, right. Maybe mm-hmm. you know that maybe that had something to do with it. I mean, of course, with the ring rust. But here's the thing about ring rust, right? And this happens to fighters as they age. This happens to 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 fighters, you know, with with the long layoff. You know, I always each round is a question, right? I, I think this has been a, an analogy in boxing used a lot of time in, in on all sports. Everybody's asking, every opponent's asking you a question, right? And the opponents that are there in the tenth, eleventh, the twelfth round, still asking you questions, right? Are you still fast? Can you still take my punch? Are you still there? When you have a layoff or when you get older, man, the, the, the answers on that test get harder to find. You know what I'm saying? They get they get a little bit harder. Oh, get, you know, you're not. You, there's a gear that you're probably used to going to that you think you can. Oh, I got another. Oh, wait a minute. Ring rust, age, attrition. And when somebody's in your face asking you those tough questions like Mikey was getting asked, like. He was basically like, I know what you got. Do you have anything else? Can you stop me from doing this? And Mike, he didn't have an answer. Like JD said, he made him look like a basic fighter. And I think that had to do with a lot with Mikey's preparation, uh, his ring rust. And, you know, I, I, I'd always, I always like to give A-side fighters that lose their shit, whether it's a, a belt or a reputation um, or their status as one of the top guys. It's like they didn't give them benefit of the doubt. Uh, they can retool and get back. Um, so I you know, rematch might play out different. You know, he might, hey, you can't come in there and just hunt this guy down. You took him lightly, you're gonna have to show him angles. You're gonna you're gonna have to be just as good as you thought you had to be for Errol Spence. You're gonna have to train and prepare like that. And so winner win, lose, or draw, if he comes back out and he gives a greater performance and he loses again, the guy's just Yep. Got another, you right. know, 140, 147 pounder that's out there in, in, in the atmosphere that's that's ready to give anybody a good challenge. So great fight. Surprised just as both of you were. I did the same thing, JD. I, I, I was like, oh, I'll catch it. You right, know, right, right, right. <laughs> and then I Mikey lost. I'm like, what? Right. 
<laughs> so and, and, and I'll say this too. Um, to your point, Q, I actually was I was happy that the judges got it right for Sander Martin because when you listen to Mikey's post-fight interview, this was one of those fights where Mikey did have the posture of where he was trying to push things. But what Mikey missed was the was that Sandra Martin was still hitting him with the cleaner, more effective punches all night long. So, because in the post-fight interview, they asked Mikey, you know, what did he think about the fight? And he's talking about, I thought I won because, you know, I was pushing the action. He was the one using a lot of lateral movement, looking like he didn't really want to engage in the fight. And I'm like, no, he outboxed you, but he was Tell popping you, you on the way out. Right. It's one thing if you're pressing the action and moving forward, but it's another thing if you are getting popped in your chin on the way out every time as he's spinning out and moving around the ring. So I'm actually glad that the, the boxing judges got it right as far as who was landing the more effective, crisper punches and didn't simply go off of um, Mikey Garcia looking like he was the stalker because he was plotting around the whole fight. So kudos to the judges in that in oh, that definitely. regard, especially since we're going to slam the judges when they get these outlandish cards. Right, I'm going right. to salute those judges who, who for getting that right uh, last Saturday night. Most definitely. Hey, Sierra Laperta. Sierra Laperta is Spanish for closing the door, like I talk about in the 12th <laughs> round. You know what I'm saying? You have, you have the guy, the more, more popular guy, that you've pretty much been beating the whole fight. And then right, the 12th right, round, right. They, come out, they come out and try to flurry and look good and, you know, press the action. And a lot of times, you know, the last memory for the judges, it'll pay heavy dividends. And, you know, you got to really beat the champ, dude. Beat the champ. He slammed the door and the 12th round, I mean the 10th round, I'm sorry. The 10th round, yeah. The championship mm -hmm. fight. He handled, he handled that business. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like to see from fighters that that's in a fight that you put all this work in. I want to see what you're going to do in the 12th round. Are you going to let, are you going to let the champ steal it? Or are you going to go ahead and press the action and, and, and go all out? And that's what he did. Sierra Perta. I learned, I learned some Spanish. Sierra Perta. Sierra Perta. I had to wake up and Google this. <laughs> hey, 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 that's that Q, Q Rosetta Stone. Q Rosetta Stone. <laughs> Q Rosetta Stone. <laughs> and, and, and see, I hope Mr. Gary Russell Jr. is taking notes. I hope one time that man Keith Thurman is taking Everybody notes. Everybody that's been chilling. Ring rust mm -hmm. is a thing. Gary Russell been out there killing deals and, and, and scaffolding them and cleaning them and, you know. <laughs> I want you I mean, real we, bad, Slim. We saw it with Manny Pacquiao. Such a long layoff in age. No doubt. All right. Um, so, so there is something boxing is a perishable skill. You can't wake up and and I, I I'm gonna give a, a a funny ass story. I you don't know this, but uh, JD witnessed this. So man, all my life, you know, you, you know, I could grab rim, I could dunk, you know, you know, you know, I I couldn't dunk all the time, but you know, get keep me on the right hops, right day, I can you know get the ball in there, you know. So we was in the basketball gym. Uh, what was it about a year or two ago before the pandemic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was, I was like, "Oh yeah, let me go ahead and grab rim." Man, I barely touched the damn net. I was like, "What?" <laughs> I was like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> what? Hey, age, brother. Age. Yeah. And so all the time, I, I think that yeah, I'm on some LBs over them years, my boy. Huh? <laughs> some LBs. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is just like, what? You know what I'm saying? I've 
felt like I was in great shape, but you don't, hey, I could be a gym rat. I can feel like I'm in great shape, but your athletic performance and your reaction time and your spring and your step, man, it's naturally going to leave you. So these fighters that are taking these breaks and collecting ring rust instead of collecting belts, man, you're forewarned. Mikey Garcia is a prime example of the inaction and inactivity and what that turns out to be. So with that being said, we're going to move on to the next thing. And, 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 and this is a preview of something that I'm excited about, right? Um, we got Jamel Herring versus Shakur Stevens. That fight sells itself to real boxing fans. I kicked it to JD the first time. Q, I'm gonna let you have it. Man, shout out to both of these guys, man. This 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 one of the tougher fights. I, I really can't find a favorite of who I would like to win. Um previously I said I I, I think I bet on Shakur Stevenson, man, but after watching the lead up and I don't watch a couple uh, well, I watched the last show. Um and, and just seeing him, man, then seeing them face off. You sent a picture of both of them standing side by side. Uh, I if I had to bet right now, man, my money would be on Jamel Heron, simplified Jamel Heron, man. You know what I'm saying? Hey. You know, alumni of the show, man, showed us big love, man. And um, but real talk, and just I think he's gonna be. I think the big the big question with Shakur is gonna be like just like you talked about before, because you know. He didn't like he didn't like he don't like to be hit hard, you know. And I think Jamel Jamel is gonna put some put some pressure on him. And um, hey, nah, Shakur hey, have hey, amazing hey, defense. Hey Q, how Shakur said it, he hit me with something I ain't like. Hit me with somebody <laughs> in the last you know fight. I mean? <laughs> and he don't, you know, and he, you know, then he apologized to the fans because that, that kept him, that kept him at bay. You know, he just, right, he, right, he's right. gonna have to take chances in this fight. If you want to win this fight, mm-hmm. he's gonna have to come get it. You know what I mean? And so whether, whether he like it or not, what what he get hit with, he going to do somebody. When I say do somebody, I don't mean stay there and you know pop shot. No, bro, you gonna have to you gotta come get it. Cause uh I think Simplify coming to get it. You know what I mean? You got a, a, a decorated Marine, you know what I'm saying? Done been through everything, man. You know, ups and downs, and you know, you're you know, both of both of them, both of them spar with spar with buds, you know. We got the uh both of them, both of these guys. Take the sport very seriously, man. I think we in for a real treat, you know what I mean? So, but I bet my money on Jamel at this point, man. But um, I love them both, and, you know, it ain't no – Boston fans, it ain't no losing this one. What you got, JD? Hey, man, I think most definitely um, – I, I, I agree with everything you said, man. There's no loser in this fight. Um, I really – I, I got to roll with, with Jamel Herring too, man. I, I, I really am rooting for Jamel to – to get this victory, I feel like he's put in a lot of work um, on his craft over the years. And, you know, shout out to Shakur Stevenson. I also like him as a fighter as well. I will say this, man. What I think, you know, we, we all, we all, you know, hit, hit, hit up in middle age, you know, we're not as young as we used to be 18, 19, 20, 21. You know, so sometimes when these young bucks try you, you, you got to introduce them to GMS. And I know y'all listening, y'all probably like, what in the world is GMS? And that's that grown man's strength. You know what I mean? It's that grown man's strength. That grown man's strength is that strength that don't come from the weight room. It don't come from all that running around and different exercises. It's that natural strength that accumulates over years. That no matter when you try that grown man, he still got a reserve of some strength 
that you don't know that he got. And that's what I think is going to happen on Saturday night when Jamel Herring and Shakur Stevenson get in that ring. You think I the think first line is going to be it's going to be an oh shit moment. Right, right, exactly. Oh, it's <laughs> it's going to be one of those moments when that fight starts where I think Shakur is going to feel some power from Jamel. He can be like, "Oh man, buddy, buddy blasting with some power. Let me be careful cuz he got some grown man strength that can knock me silly." See, see, and that's what I worry about. I worry about his maturity level and the way he's approaching this fight, and that's Sha- Shakur Stevenson. Because one of the things he said was, oh, I'm not worried about his power. Right, 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 right. Deontay Wilder was never worried about Tyson Fury's power because he that's wasn't known fair. as a knockout artist, right? And, and I think a lot of times people get caught up in narratives, right? Oh, you know, he doesn't have a lot of power here Hey man, look at the knockout percentage. If he's knocked out most of the motherfuckers he fought, you better right. watch out because at the same point in time, you don't know how your chin takes his power. You know what I'm saying? Like you can see how everybody else's chin took his power, but don't you come in there BSing because I'm reminded of uh, a fight, and I'm going back a little bit in the archives and kind of underground a little bit. But to 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 boxing people, they know these names. Sergio Moore versus Daniel Jacobs. Mm-hmm. I think it was the first first fight. Sergio Moore is not known. He doesn't. He didn't even have a lot of knockouts. Man, he put Daniel Jacobs right on his ass. And Daniel Jacobs in the post fight interview was like, "I couldn't believe him." Man, I was like, "This guy doesn't have any power." And so that was one of the things Shakur Stevens was kind of relying on. This guy, you know, I'll be able to take his punch. But for a guy he that just sent Carl Frampton to, to get... the Hamptons, huh? we all witnessed that. Was that <laughs> he sent Carl Frampton to the Hampton? <laughs> yeah. Right, sent him to you know the upper right. room, permanent, permanent retirement vacation. Yeah, and, and so it's to me for a guy that's not used to getting hit, I would never dec- discredit anyone's power because you don't know how well your chin is yet, and you were on record saying. You didn't push the action against a guy that you are clearly more talented than because he hit you with something you didn't like and he was strong. Like, well, what the hell you think is going to happen? You moved up a weight class. Guys are going to be stronger. So what you think is not power at 126 or 122, when you get to 130 and you're already talking about, oh, he's a bully that's dropped down uh, from he, he should be a welterweight, but he's dropping down to 130 to beat up these guys. Well, uh, well you know. Your ass better be on a swivel because he, he's Max not... said he got some cooking for him, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He got some cooking so, for him over there, man. I worry about not necessarily Shakur's talent. I worry about his mindset coming to this fight, which is why I always, I, you know, from the jump, I kind of favored Jamel Herring. And then when I saw the size differential, when I was just kind of getting a gauge of it, because when we interviewed him, I was like, I didn't realize you know, he's 5'10 Southpaw. Mm-hmm. Shakur is not just going to be able to lay back. He's gonna have to press some action because just like it's gonna be a you know yeah. a, a, a hey, lot of fighters who are used to having being the bigger person at their division, he's moved up in the division, and there's not too many five ten lightweights. I mean junior lightweights. Right, right, right. Yeah. So and, and I'll say this too about you know Shakur. We we spoke about this when you know everything transpired with the last fight where he apologized on IG and and all that kind of stuff, you know and immature you know and Shakur you know does have some immaturity to him and 
he needs to develop. It's okay for him to develop as a fighter a number of ways, but I will caution Shakur against this because he's doing it again with the Jamel Herring fight. Shakur is doing a lot of barking. He's doing a lot, a lot, a lot of yapping and a lot of barking. And as boxing fans, when you see fighters who do that, you're setting the expectations, Shakur. So when you step out there Saturday night, when everybody sees you in Jamel's face talking all this yap and this, that, and the other, we don't want to hear something after the fight where you danced around and you were pot shotting and you said, oh, Jamel hit me with something I ain't like. So I had to fade back. That's not what boxing fans want to hear. Now, granted, you might get the victory, but Shakur just has to watch out for setting expectations and then getting in the ring and then not living up to the expectation that he set. Not that people are putting things on him, but he just has to know you talk that smack, man. You got to back it up a certain way. No so doubt. if you don't know how the fight's going to go, don't be talking all that smack, man. But we're going to see how things go down, man, Saturday night. And congratulations to uh, Shakur Stevenson and his fiance, man. Beautiful fiance, man. They 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 got a uh, right, right, yeah. they got a new addition on the way, man. You know what I mean? Beautiful stuff, that's, that's, man. That's and, most... um, you got to dig deep, baby. You got to dig deep. You know what I'm saying? I know that <laughs> that's add pressure. Way, that's um, way more important than any fight. So shout out to him for that. But like I was mentioning the first time, there's going to be a grown man in that ring ask, asking him questions he may have never though. been asked before. <laughs> right and so in real, these in, in real life real speed right you know. right and so and so this is again i i, I say this because you know not to say oh we've been in the ring we've been fighters before but we've all been there in the ring for the most part we all had some point where something tests you right where it's like you're a man show me then you know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. It, 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 you could be tired. You could be. You could be afraid. You could be feel like you're unprepared. But it's like, what are you made of? And I think in a fight, that's always a question. Every round, every second, every footstep somebody takes towards you, it's a question, right? And you gotta have the right answer every time because it could end your night. And wrong, run one wrong answer can lead to an avalanche. Uh, of, of stuff you cannot control once you are on the receiving end on some questions you can't answer. So it, it's one of those things where I look at it to where just as a mind state, Jamel's been through a lot. He oh, yeah. And I think that's one of the things that why the smack talk really doesn't get to him. You know, he is a he he he's a veteran of like you know, losses, fine, like man. real combat, real losses. you know, real what I'm combat, saying? real live combat, life or death combat, life or death combat. You know, yeah, and of course it's serious in boxing, but war is not you know to to <laughs> so you can have your hand raised. This is live or die sort of situation, and for him, for Jamel Heron, I think he's lost two children as well. So he's, oh, it's, it's two. He, I know he lost one. I, I I think he lost two kids to six. Yeah, so he's had these questions, hard questions asked to him, to where people have looked at him as a career. Oh, you're not you you you're the you're the worst guy out of the Olympic team. You're not going to be much. And a point he where he died of his whole career, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could have just walked away because I'm expected not to. But when people ask, when life asked him those questions, he had an answer. The adversity shaped him. And that's what I worry about with Shakur Stevenson. This is the fight where a star is going to be born, 
or it's going to be nipped in the bud before it can even be a thing because Jamel's going to ask him questions every round, every round. He better be prepared to answer them because he may not think he has any power. But like I'll say, I've said this about Tyson Fury, when you get hit with enough of them, them shits hurt. <laughs> most definitely. Most definitely. Accumulation. Yeah. Yep. And so speaking of punches that hurt, man, we're going to get into something a little bit more fun, but it's going to be just as hard hitting. And that is connect or with. Or with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So first connect or with. All right. So, you know, Floyd's always he, he's active on IG. He's active on, you know, all social media platforms because, you know, he, he's a brand. And so people follow him. And, um, he, he sent out a post celebrating mark breland and his knowledge of boxing um and really comparing him saying he's better than most trainers out there connect or whiff that was a shot at the bronze bomber go ahead jd i'll let you take it first he already know that's a connect <laughs> that was most definitely a shot at the bronze bomber and his team man because we all know we all know that Floyd, his whole career, has lived by the whole mantra of hit and not get hit. And at the end of the day, Floyd is one of those fighters. When we watch what transpired on in Wilder Fury 3, he's one of those fighters who would never subscribe to the idea of just going out on your shield like that. He's one of those fighters that would never, never, ever want to take that kind he of He subscribes to never being in that position. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he, subscribes to, he subscribes to never being in that position. And so naturally you know that floyd looked at that and while a lot of people including ourselves we love the fight it was a great fight he looks at it from the lens of the punishment that wilder took and he's like bro you really sat there and let yourself get hit and hurt like that nah i can't deal with that so of course that was a that was a a sub at, at, at deontay and his team you know, trying to prop up uh, Mark Breland, but shout out to Mark Breland still, though, man. Shout Good to dude, you know, but man. but it was a shot, most definitely. One of the greatest amateur fighters we've, uh, American amateur fighters we had, and a great, right. great uh, fighter um, in his own right as a pro. What you got on the Q, uh, Q connected with? Was I it? did all that, man. It, it was a shot, and it, <laughs> it, you know, it wasn't genuine. It wasn't about bigging up Mark Breland because you could have been the big up Mark Breland. You right, had to right. wait till after, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was a it was a dig at Malik Scott, you know what I'm saying? Also, which he fired back on if y'all heard heard what he said. You know what no. I mean? He said, oh, you, know, Floyd, you know, yeah, you know, people humans are just humans, you know what I'm saying? But he said the interesting thing is Mark Breland don't like him. And then he said it publicly. He said Floyd ain't nothing but a big loud mouth that would never that would would never have uh made it in his era. So Ooh. you take with that what you will. Uh-huh. But uh pew, pew. Pew, pew, pew. Hold up. Wait a minute. That was a chop. <laughs> That's what it is, though, man. You know, uh, yeah, I just felt like it, it, it was. And, and also, because one thing about it, that fight has been talked about and raved about and called one of the, one of the greatest heavyweight bouts, entertaining fights. Right. And um, it's been a lot good said about that fight, you know. So anytime it's a whole lot of energy, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, Floyd will attach itself. Is my opinion. He's he he will attach himself to the energy one way or another, whether it's Canelo, whether any whoever it is, you know what I'm saying? That that's because Floyd has been at the top for so long. I think I think he struggles with not being in that space. So that's just my take on it. You know what I mean? So we got two connects. We got two connects. All right. So so I we'll go ahead and make it unanimous. You know, it was was a shadow wilder, right? Uh 
you know, let's keep it real. All right, so next connector with Clarissa Shields fighting in the UK is a great move. Connector with, go ahead, Q. I think it's a connect, man. I, I like it. It give it gives it gives her more more exposure. I think she just signed a deal with Matchbox. Connect. It's a connect. I don't want her fighting Savannah Marshall in, in UK though. Right, hey, that's what hey, they're hey, propping up. Hey, that's bro, I'm, I'm glad you just said that, brother. What you got, baby? I'm gonna say that for this fight, it's a connect because I don't think in any way, shape, or form they're gonna mess up the bag because this is all a plot to have the Savannah Marshall versus Clarissa Shields fight go down. So I don't think, without a doubt, that she has to worry about losing going across the pond in this fight. Now. When it gets to the Savannah Marshall fight, we need that state side. It better not be close. It better <laughs> not be close. But so for this one, man, I'm gonna say it's a connect. All right, most definitely. So uh, speaking of fights that possibly could get made, moves that could be made. You know, T was supposed to fight in Australia, not in New York, it was Miami. You know, this fight was. I, a matter of fact, this fight was supposed to be. Um, around the corner from my house but Trilla was like hey, you know, we ain't got no space so right. <laughs> but anyway we, we speaking of T.O. and fights are supposed to be made we saw him and Devin Haney get into a shouting match now I'm gonna give it a connector with but I'm gonna preface it in muddy the waters and say I think the Haney's are full of shit but <laughs> let me get into it <laughs> 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 let me let me go ahead and get a connector with connector with Haney and Lopez, Tiafima, that is, will fight in 2022. Go ahead, Q. I'm gonna say connect just because I hope it happens, but uh that's all. I don't have anything. What you got else. on what you got on JD? Man, that's a big old whiff, bruh. That's a big old whiff. I do not think uh in any way, shape, or form, man. You know, and during that spat. You know, one thing I love about T.O. is T.O. sat there. He looked at Eddie Hearn. He looked at Eddie Hearn in the face, looked him dead in his eyes. He was like, you don't believe in that, Eddie. You don't believe in him. And you know it. And at the end of the day, Eddie sat there. And as, as good promoter, you know, but you can see it in Eddie's face that he knows that T.O. would give Devin that work. He knows this. And, and so at the end of the day, I don't think it'll happen because that because Devin Haney has to be moved along properly by Eddie Hearn. They have to navigate this thing correctly. So I still don't, they're still too, they're still very young. It should happen, but because they're so young, I don't think it happens. There's too many other names that can keep bouncing around and building it up for another year or two. So it's a whiff for me. I, I, I'm going to tell you something, <clears throat> and I, I, I'll, I'll just chime in on this one. I think it's a whiff too. You got to respect Bill Haney. And that's the father's name, right, Bill? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. You got to respect Big Bill, man. He's a master promoter, right? I think the writings are on the wall. I think everybody knows that Tio's going to 140. So why not put Chum in the water, right? Because you know Tio's going to 140. You guys are staying at 135. Y'all ass better stay at 135, especially the way he reacted to those punches from <laughs> Linares. Even though Linares is a decent puncher. I'm just saying, I don't think Haney moving up to 140 right now after his ten, chin being tested in that way, even though he put on a hell of a performance, right? It, it, it was a great performance by Haney. It was a great performance. 
Um, but there were some questions asked, right? And he responded, but it leaves leads to more questions about his chin and if he's fighting bigger punchers. Because up until that point, we can probably say to to a man like Linares is probably the best fighter he's faced so far, right? I mean, he right. did beat Gambo, most, def most right? definitely. And Gambo yeah. in a bit no of no doubt, Linares is the best fighter. Yeah, yeah. So, so, but we wouldn't say, you know, Linares is probably a top 10, but he's definitely on the back end of that top 10 when it comes to lightweights. So looking at it, you're like, okay, well, Linares did that, right? You know, and Linares put Lomachenko down, right? And so, it, but we also saw that the fact that Lomachenko was fighting at 135 and there were some pretty tough questions being asked by Juan Tiafima Lopez. Mm -hmm. And Lomo didn't pass that test. So right. I think Bill Haney's a, a master promoter. I think they know, they know this T.O. fight's not about to happen. And so what they did was promotion for both fighters, actually. You know, so I, it, it, you know, if you're in the T.O. camp, you're saying, oh, man, T.O. won, you know, T.O., T.O., eat him up. Or, or you're saying, oh, you see, you know, you know, Devin Haney wanting to fight T.O. running. He about to go to 140. So I think it's master promoting. I love it. But I, I, I tend to agree with J.D. It's a whiff. We won't see it. We should see it. We might see it at 140, and hopefully um, both fighters can keep their careers on track so maybe we can see this 140-pound matchup, and at some point, maybe we can see Devin Haney versus Tank. Um, uh, Tank versus uh, uh, Tio. Uh, you know, we can see all these guys right. getting in the right, ring because right. it seems like Loma's going to stay at 135, so we won't see them as those guys age and put on more weight. You know, Loma unnaturally, you know, be at 135 and fade off into the sunset, as we're about to. Cause that's our time that's our time and this is boxing vibes man and hopefully y'all love us uh-huh like we love y'all like we love y'all and that's our time fellas take us out uh-huh and we out y'all already know what's up us everywhere every platform apple spotify youtube smash the like button send it to Google. a friend tell a friend tell a friend all that name. kind of it's, stuff it's, man. it's almost thanksgiving can i do it you name it you name it hey man we out we out we gonna uh holler at y'all all right we